people. My name is Tom Sutter. I'm from Arrogate, uh, South Africa. The new podcast name is called Carry On Talking. Podcast number three, which we have done, we've done it in two parts. And the reason why we've done it in two parts, parts because all our advocates in North Yorkshire, we had a lot of pe- to people to record for this new podcast. Yeah, so due to COVID, um, we are having to record um, over the telephone lines um, rather than actually recording face to face. So um, while recording this episode, there was a lot of snow, um, which did mean that we had some difficulty with sound quality. Um, however, uh, we didn't let this stop us and we worked really hard um, to do justice to all the fantastic work that the self-advocates have achieved over the last couple of years. So um, get comfy, sit back, and we hope you enjoy part one of podcast number three, which is Celebrating Self-Advocates. Hello, welcome to podcast number three, and today we are going to be talking about celebrating what advocates have achieved over the years through our Advocates Forum and Partnership Board. Um, In our studio, we've got Mark Hamblin. Hello, Mark. Uh, my name is Mark Hamblin and I'm the co-chair of um, uh, the, the Partnership Board and the Self-Advocates Forum. And also, today, in our studio, we've got our second producer who's going to keep me and Mark under control. <laughs> oh, I don't, uh, I don't think I'll be able to do that. I don't think anybody could. That would be a, a job and a half. <laughs> it would, but... But I'd like to wish everybody an happy new year from our podcast team. I hope you all had a nice Christmas and keep you safe. Also in our studio today, we're going to have an amazing lady, Karen Murray, who's going to come into our studio to talk about from what she's achieved with all our advocates. Right, briefly, I'm going to explain very briefly, the advocates from the advocates get together and talk about issues what affect their life and their carers, friends and family. So we talk about like home alone campaign and how to how to be safe and, and how to be part of the community. Then all our information goes up to our partnership board, to our local council and then it goes up to central government where they make changes. But that's what the advocates forum do and we get a range of people coming, different ages, and they all ever say what they want to say. Before lockdown, all the advocates met at the Self-Advocacy Forum to plan to celebrate their achievements over the last two years. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we couldn't meet up to do this, so we are doing this podcast and sending out certificates instead. Okay, so over um, the last couple of weeks, I've just been recording some of the self-advocates saying, and they've been telling me what they've been most proud about. Okay, so first up, um, we've got Natasha. To be be a self-advocate, taught me who who I am and gave, gave me my superpower. 
when I first joined Keering, I I was scared, unsure who who I who I was. By watching and learning from my, my fellow South Africans, I, I finally got the courage to get my formal diagnosis of autism at the age of 45 years old. So I would like to thank everyone at Keyring. In two, 2020, last year, in the start of lockdown, when everybody else was frightened, I tried to give hope and courage to everyone else with learning difficulties in autism. And so I was awarded and became a winner of the Dimensions COVID-19 Winner Award. So that was Natasha speaking about getting her diagnosis of autism. Now, the North Yorkshire Learning Disability Partnership Board, Mark, you're the co-chair for that. Is it just for people with a learning disability? The the partnership board isn't just for people with learning disabilities. It is for people with autism as well, as learning disabilities. Mm, So I know we've talked a little bit about maybe having Natasha on the show at some point um, to speak about um, what she's been doing recently, which is helping to create um, some training materials so that workplaces are more aware of how to support people with autism. Um, which would be absolutely fab to have her on. So next up, we've got a recording from Christopher Porter and he's just going to talk to us about what he's proud of. In 2019, I received an award for Citizen of the Year for my, all my community work. I'm volunteering work what I do around my area. The one thing that I'm proud of is getting the Mending House Puppet the trainer on my own using an efficient travel to get to meetings. So Chris was talking a little bit about transport then. Um, Mark, how important yeah. do you think transport is for self-advocates? Uh, very, very important because people need to use it all the time. If they don't have a car or they can't drive themselves, you've got to use public transport, whether it's a bus, a train or a taxi. You've got to use it yourself. That's the only way to get people out and about to places. Unless you unless you walk unless you're walking and it's in it's in walking distance. Mark, you um travel to um where's the furthest place that you've travelled to? Um the furthest I've travelled to by myself, which was a bit scary because when we were suffering from panic attacks was um I I made a trip because I went to a big conference in um and Sam went to this with me in in, Man- in Manchester, yeah. um, and I was very scary, scared about that because I've never, the furthest I've ever travelled to, apart from going on holidays to Blackpool or anything like that, um, the furthest I've really travelled to is like um, Leeds, that's as far as I've been. So was there anything that helped you to, to do that, to, to get that train to Manchester? 
yeah, I had to I had to ask staff on the train, and then when I got to um when I got to when I got to York, I had to change trains in York, and I and I asked them to put me, make sure I was on the right one to Manchester and where I, where I was going to. So the staff told me, and they took me to the train and put me on put me on the right train to get there. That's right. It was um something called passenger assist, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's right, it was. Mark, would you be able to tell us a little bit about um, how to book passenger assist? Yeah, uh, what you do to book passenger assist, um, you go to you go to reception, and um, and you ask and you ask them if if they can book you um, passenger assist on the, on the train. To wherever you're travelling from and wherever you're travelling to. And what does it do? Um, it'll help. They'll help you get get the train from where you from. Like if you're going from Scarborough to North Allerton, uh, they'll help you on and off the train, and they will help you get get the right train. Or or if you're going by bus, they will help you get the right bus. Oh, brilliant! And do you need to book it in advance? Yes, you need to you need to book it well in advance because uh, either the trains will get busy or the buses will get busy. It all depends how you're travelling by. Oh, brilliant! And I think um, do do they get ramps out for you as well? Yes, they got they got uh, they got ramps out. Anybody that's got like a trolley or a wheelchair or or even people with uh, push chairs or 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 um or or anything like that, they'll help they'll help anybody to get on and off the train. Oh you don't just you don't just have to be or a bus. You don't have to be just um uh, disabled. They'll help anybody on and off the train or a bus or even a taxi as well. Yeah, if anybody wants to find out a passenger assist you can look online. Brilliant. Safeguarding is about keeping uh, keeping yourself safe from people that are uh, doing nasty things to you, like beating you up or stealing things off you or stealing money off you and, and threatening you all the time. And that's what safeguarding is, so, to make sure that you're safe and that you get safeguarded by the safeguarding board or you get, or you get safeguarded by the police and your, you and your, care, and your carers. And your carers that look after you, they 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 sort it all out with um, North Yorkshire County Council. They do, but what? Why would we doing the books, Matt? What was the reason behind doing the um, books? Because people that have learning disabilities get picked on all the time and get threat get threatened, and um, and that's why we've been doing all these books on um, on on safeguarding. Okay, so are we trying to make the book um, 
uh, anybody with dis- yeah. disability should um, put, uh, phone the safeguarding team of tell your carers. I look after people to make sure they're comfortable. So there Amanda was saying about at the meeting she likes to make sure that everybody's nice and comfortable and if you're ever at one of the keyring meetings um if you're not comfortable in any way or um maybe you need something changing just let some of the keyring staff know and we'll um try and make that sure that happens for you um sam could you explain a little bit to us about um reasonable adjustments and why those are something that self-advocates they really want don't they okay you are over the years we've been doing advocacy work stress we always got to make sure people who come to the meetings are looked after because they're they're the they're the important people are giving their time up so if they're like no one's happy we want to know why they're not happy what can we do because it's not just about people at the front who are running the meeting it's about the people around the table because they are no the important people around I think you've said that really well, Sam. That's that's really important. Yeah. What I'm proud of, which I want, what I'm most proud of, is having learned to use Zoom. Where I first we got to use at times to play games and do karaoke virtually during the weekdays. Secondly, is also using it to attend online meetings, in which on some I got to meet and talk to MPs, as well as help explain things and have useful ideas. And finally, I'm lucky to have used Zoom as I've got to see familiar faces and make new friends that live in different parts of the UK. And I even got to see and make friends with people in Ghana. Dean was talking there about using Zoom. Now, over lockdown... Um, how important do you think it is for self-advocates to be able to still talk to each other and meet up? So, Mark, what's important for you with technology? Um, well, we've only we've only just got um, uh, talk talking, so we've only just because we've been using all our data off our phones and tablets ourselves. So now we've got a uh, now we've got talk talk. We can for the first time. Not last week, week before. Um, for the first time, I went on to and I I went on to a Zoom meeting, and so I went on that. So I found it was very good because you could you could see everybody that that you were speaking to, and you could hear everybody that you were speaking to as well. And who did I, you speak to? Uh, spoke to R- Richard Webb. And who's that? Um, he he's in charge of um learning disability services for people with learning disabilities from North, North Yorkshire County Council. It's a corporate director. Yes, corporate, he's a corporate director. Oh, brilliant. And what did you ask him? Um, I asked him, well, Katie asked for me, um, Katie Peacock did, who was the other co-chair with me for the partnership board, and we asked him about when and how far people are in, in the line, ready to get um, a COVID jab. So he has he has explained all that. But now they're starting to do people that are over fifty and people that are in the fifties starting to vaccinate them. So hopefully that they'll all be um, they'll all be done before before May. And was it important to you that you were able to ask that to him? 
That was Lindsay saying that she's really good at making sure that everybody has a, a say in the meetings. Um, and and next we've also got Gary. Uh, 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 I adore being a ten. I can get to talk. So that was um, Gary saying that. Um, one of the most important things for him is to um, to speak at the meetings. So, how important do you think it is that we get to speak, get to listen to everybody at the meetings? What do you think, Matt? What's your opinion? Yeah, um, everybody needs to speak up, speak at the meetings because every everybody's got got a voice, and they need to um, and they need to listen to what each other says, and not not interrupt what each other says as well and um and they need to uh they need to talk to talk whatever they want to say they have to be given the chance what to say sam do you have anything else to add to that i think it's important people who come to me to i value for what they've got to say because you don't in a meeting from my perspective you don't you don't see the disability you see that as a person yeah. And that person's got a lot to give, you know, uh, a lot yeah. to contribute. So they're important because they, they're leaving something for the future so we can people can learn from it. And, you know, and I think it's important that Gary does get to talk and other people get to talk and people with complex needs get to talk and actually challenge behaviour or whatever, but also challenge the government and the partnership board to make sure it's right. Hello, people. Thank you for listening to the podcast number three of Carry On Talking. Podcast number three, which we have done recently, we've done it in two parts. So you've been listening to part number one of Celebrating Self-Advocates. Part number two will be coming out shortly, where we're going to hear some more recordings from some of the self-advocates and what they've achieved. We'll also be listening to an interview with Manager for Keering Self-Advocacy Service, Karen Murray. So make sure to tune in for that episode and uh, we'll see you there. For me, Mark, and our wonderful protective producer, have a wonderful day and look after yourself. Bye-bye for now. Bye. 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 Bye.